All right, welcome to the Joe Danier podcast. I am Joe Danier, and I am having an unbelievable Monday. I had an amazing time last week. I got an invite to the Tesla new factory in Austin, Texas. Uh, late on Wednesday, I got called with the invite, and I had to scramble to find plane tickets and accommodations and make my way down to Texas. But the weather was beautiful. The facility was amazing. Uh, I got a tour of everything that I love about uh, technology and electronics. I got to see the robotics. I got to, I got to see where they do their casting. Uh, and then I just got to see how good marketing is done through that company. So a lot of smart people over there, but I had an amazing time. I'm a little tired. I'm a little over caffeinated today. Uh, but one quick topic that I want to hit, I did some, when, when you fly around, what's cool about travel is you get a bunch of time that you sit around and think in airports waiting for stuff to happen. And there's no other choice. Either you do mindless stuff like watch movies or listen to podcasts, or you sit there and look into the, you know, the vacuum of space and, and think about things that you want to do and things that you haven't done. So that's where I was, where I did a whole lot of thinking about, you know, the time that I've been wasting, the procrastinations that I've done. Uh, I've been putting off some risk taking and I'm, I'm about done. I'm already about just to jump in both with both feet. But two topics that came up. Number one, change is always sort of requires something more from your personality than you're used to giving on the daily. So you have to develop some skills that allow you to do uh, these two things. And one's going to be on one side of the gradient. And one's going to be on the other side. So the first one I want to talk about is winning the lottery. And so winning the lottery is sort of this mental exercise where you see people gleefully say, what would you do if you won the lottery? Right. And I'm super interested when they ask that question, because I want to see if what I would do with the lottery after I win the lottery would compare with other people. And the weird thing is that most people, they don't take that question seriously. It's very dis sort of like a dismissive thing where you, because you don't take it seriously, you, you think of something ridiculous and you make some sort of statement as if lottery is such out of the question. But when I hear, what if you won the lottery? I kind of translate that down into the verbiage of what if you get exactly what you asked for? And that becomes, in quotes, the lottery for me. And so I think like, what if I came into $100 million that I didn't have to like trade any of my effort uh, to get? So what would happen? Okay, first off, I don't want to be that guy who wins the lottery and then loses it because he's stupid. I don't want to give in to every one of my whims. I don't want to get temptations. Uh, I don't want people coming into my life because they want to hijack money off of me. So what would I do? So I, I and nobody teaches you how to role play through the exercises of what would you, you would do. They don't tell you what you should do. And then they don't give you guidance as what you should like. What's the, what's the imperative is, is the purpose of winning the lottery so that you can uh, just, you know, go crazy. Is it that you can find security? Is it that you can change the world? There's, there's gotta be sort of like a, a normal nobility in what you would do if you had way more money and you came into it all at one time. If you had more money than you, you knew what to do with and it all came in at one time. So that's sort of like what that mental exercise is. And I think it would be a little bit more healthy if when you were asked the question, what you would do if you won the lottery, if you took it serious and say, okay, well, let me picture myself on that day and someone hands you that check, what would you do? Go to the bank? What would you do? Would you put the plan together? Would you call financial advisors? Would you prepare bank accounts and do investments or open businesses or buy a lot of stuff or whatever? And think of like what your brain's trajectory is. And a lot of you, what you would do is there's this vacuum of stuff that you don't do because you don't have any money. And then so when you break the seal of those things, all of the things you've ever wanted to do come out and emerge and say, hey, pay attention to me. But in reality, what would probably happen is everything would change. Like your whole, you, you wouldn't be able to like show up for work that day and call on the same friends that way, it would dominate all of your conversation. All of your energy would turn into, what do I do? I don't know what to do. I don't have plans for this. I didn't have a contingency for this. And then if you're not smart, 
then you'd probably give into a lot of defensiveness and fear. You would start picturing now that you have what would happen if, you know, somebody came in and took from you. So the first question is, I want, and I don't have an answer for this. This is not about me giving you what the, you know, we're not, I'm not looking to populate what the answer should be. This is something that I think we should do more of. And so you as the listener out there, I want you can, to make a consideration for what if that did happen to you and then go and do that role play. I'll give you the this hint is that I have taken every um, reasonable consideration and I have gone through it step by step and made preparations based on hypotheticals that came from that exercise. So if you died tomorrow, what would happen? So I picture my, the people I care about and my family and my businesses and my interests and all of that, like what would happen? And I go through and say, okay, well, here's what I want to be secure first. My family's got to be number one. Then my employees, they got to be secure number two. Then keep going out further and further and your plans can start to touch things that haven't even occurred yet. So there's an envelope that said, upon my death, tear this open. And there's all those contingencies laid out for people who would be grieving or upset or whatever. They open that thing and they follow my commands that I have in this folder. And then it's more of a logical exercise rather than an emotional exercise. Because I don't think my family, if I were to you know, dispatch tomorrow, whether or not they'd be in a, a proper state of mind, to be, make a ton of good decisions. And that's my gift to them is I don't want them to have to make good decisions. I just want them to follow whatever plan that I had the, you know, the uh, foresight and the patience and, you know, just taking the time to, to rehearse something that I didn't have to, so, to save them from that whole deal. The second thing I want to talk about is breaking up. And the reason I bring breaking up, and this is maybe a relational breakup, but breaking up in general about cutting some kind of tie. Because when you think about doing something new, sometimes it comes along with cutting off something of old, something that's not working for you, a relationship that's soured, a, you know, an interest that's no longer working out, and being able to break up with that. But again, just like considering the lottery winnings, what's the strategy for breaking up? Is the strategy to gracefully exit so that maybe in the future you can maybe enter again. Maybe it's to, you know, finally, since you're breaking off, say everything that's on your mind that you've ever wanted to say and everything in between. But there's no consideration, just like the hypothetical thought experiment with winning the lottery. We don't like what would happen. Like if you took your biggest adversary and you finally said, screw this job, I'm going to go and hit, uh, you know, now there's, I'm not, you know, governing myself so that I don't say what I really want to say. All of those temptations to say everything you wanted to say uh, are, 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 are ready to, once that seal's broken, you want to bring all that out and say everything. Well, everything that you wanted to say, guess what? It's probably bad. It's probably stuff that's game enders. And, and if you want to keep that bridge open for future travels, you don't want to say everything that's in that temptations barrel. So it's one of those things where if you got what you wanted and you caught, were able to cut something, some confrontational relationship, would you have it out or would you stomach all of it? Would you take it all back in, internalize it and allow yourself to only say productive things about the graceful exit? Now, that's always been my strategy is that I don't really want to put the energy in. And once I, I, I put a cap on it, I want it to stay capped, right? So I don't have to come back around. I'm, I'm mentally prepared for saying whatever I, it is that I want to say, and I want to get it out, all out of the way in one deal. 
and I want it to be as quick as possible. I only want to say enough words that caps it off properly. I want someone to be made whole because I don't want anybody to be hurting after they, you know, are removed from the, the conversation. And I, I don't want it to linger. I don't want it to be something that has shame or regret. So even, there might be some truths in there that I think the other person can learn from. And I'll say those ones, but the ones that are just my anger talking and they're just going to be hurtful and don't have a real reason or, or hope to help someone, uh, I'll keep them inside. I don't really need to say those ones. So I kind of remedy the winning the lottery and the breaking up under the same umbrella. It's all got to be very logical, very thoughtful. Um, I want to contemplate it. I want to know what all the pros are going to be, and I know what all the cons are going to be. But I can take a breakup and a and a lottery winning, and I can orient them in my brain so that they can encompass a whole lot of situations. None of them are unique. It's going to be a person that had an interaction with me, and now I no longer really want that interaction. Either it's draining, where you know you have those relationships that take more than they give, so you feel yourself giving, but you never really get to find anything that you enjoy out of a relationship. Those are ones that usually need to be broken off. But it's not their fault, right? You you can't uh, blame someone for taking advantage of something you were willing to give. It just didn't kind of pan out. So it's like, hey, you know what? Um, I don't want to do this anymore. But you got to find a nice, graceful way to say those things without being hurtful. So that's my thoughts for today is use the thought experiment when you see the what would you do if you won the lottery? Take it serious and don't get all clever with it and respond in some kind of absurd way. Use the example to kind of share what you would really do in those hypotheticals, how you would take it through, what your thought patterns are, are like. And then maybe somebody else out there that you know, uh, that hasn't contemplated because, you know, everybody kind of gets every once in a while, either some, they come into some kind of opportunity or money that they didn't deserve and they screw it up because they never went through that thought exercise. So be, let that be your gift to someone that you might not even know is that you took the, the experiment seriously and shared with them things that maybe they never have even occurred to them or thought about. And that will be your gift to them. And same thing with the breakup. Uh, don't make it an emotional exchange, make it that, you know, that there are 350 million people in this country and most of them like you maybe know 2000 of those 350 million so having a relationship that sucks that you're not getting anything is depriving somebody out there of knowing you and having a relationship with you so cut those ones off that aren't uh, reciprocating and aren't good for you and they don't feel great and you know you just want to get there's not enough time on this earth to meet everybody so don't get hung up on knowing people that aren't giving back and, and making you more complete. So till next time, this is the Joe Danier podcast.